These old Western movies, they'd have wanted, dead or alive. I don't know if you remember those or not. It was back in the days before you couldn't put a wanted poster on TV like that. But it was just a show. Yeah. And so what I'll be talking about today and, and next week is faith. And the first installment is going to be faith, dead or alive. And, you know, do you ever wonder if your faith is dead or it's alive? And if you wanted faith, if you had a wanted poster, what kind of faith would you want? Would you want dead or alive faith? Yeah. And so wanted, dead or alive, and you're going to have to answer this question, and I'm going to give you some tips, because I don't think anybody wants a dead faith. I think everybody wants an alive faith. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to have, is a live faith. And listen to what James says. This is going to be the, the scripture for today. We're going to go to other scriptures, but this is going to be the scripture for today. James 2, 14 through 17. Now, there's going to be a hitch in here that many of you, if you're not careful, you'll do the same thing that I do on some scripture. And that's, I'll see one phrase out of there, and I'll lock on that phrase, and no matter what's before it or after it, I'll just forget it because in my own mind, I'm saying, well, that's not right. No, that's wrong. No, I don't believe that. And you miss everything. So this is a spoiler alert. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Yeah, don't get hung up there. Come with me. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you don't give them the things which they need for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead. So, the hung-up piece can be, if you let it, can faith save him? Because, well, everybody knows, like John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's right. That's faith. And Romans 10.9 says this, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, You'll be saved. Can faith save him? Yeah, it can. Or you may go to uh, Acts 16. Paul and Silas were in prison. It was midnight, and they were singing at midnight at the darkest hour of the night. And as they sung, their chains came off, and the doors of the prison flung open. And all the prisoners, including Paul and Silas, could have left, but they didn't. They stayed there. And the jailer came down with a light. He was so afraid that all the people in there would get out and Paul and Silas would get out and all the chains were broken and that he would be punished and possibly killed for not doing his job. 
And in Acts 69, he called for a light and ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And they brought him out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, you and your household. Could faith save him? Yes. I'm going to give you maybe one more. It's the one I use all the time. When somebody has an issue of coming to know Jesus Christ and all the stuff you've got to do, and it's like, oh my God, I've got to do all of this stuff. Man, you go to the thief on the cross, and that really just narrows it down. Closes it in on what you need to do to believe in the Lord. And so, Jesus was on the center cross, and the thieves were outside on either side of him. And one was mocking him, and the other wasn't. And Luke 23, 41, it says, And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said to Jesus, Lord, as he's nailed on the cross, feet together, hands out, he can't move, he's naked, he doesn't know what to do. And he says, what do I do? And Jesus said, I say to you today, you'll be with me in paradise. Did faith save him? Yes, it did. Yeah. But there's this thing about faith. You see, it's about those that have been saved. Those of us who know the Lord in our heart. Those of us who have come to an understanding of the healing, saving power of Jesus Christ. Listen to Galatians 2, 15 and 16. Then we who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles, or those that are not Jewish, know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because the works of the law... No one will be justified. And then James himself. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in just one point is guilty of breaking it at all. For he who says you shall not commit adultery also says you shall not murder. But if you don't commit adultery, but you do commit murder, you become a lawbreaker. And so it comes down to this question that James has in verse 14. So I just want to get that off the table. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone has has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? So he's talking to a specific group of people just like I am. A saving faith has works that follow. It's like a it's like a locomotive. And the locomotive's up front. It's got the power. And it's dragging behind it however many cars is behind it. A saving faith, a believing faith, brings with it good works.
That's an alive faith. See, after you're saved, you're changed. You're a new person. Good works follow salvation. Here's what James says. What does it profit my brethren? If someone has his faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of food, and one of you says to him, be at peace, be warmed and filled, but do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? This also, faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, it's dead. So I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about faith that follows salvation. We're talking to those that believe, those who believed in Christ. If I just believe, I'll be filled. Once you believe, you are filled with faith. I'll talk more about this measure of faith next week. And if you just say, hey man, you're hungry, but go be filled. And you're cold, go be warm, but I don't do anything. You see, that's a faith that's not alive. That's a faith that's dead. And I'll tell you, that's a faith that's a selfish faith. It's a self-serving faith. You see, the self-serving faith is not the kind of faith that Jesus Christ had. He, he had the living faith because he went to the cross for us with a faith that had it. Ephesians 2.8 says this, For it's by grace you've been saved through faith. And it's not from yourself. It's the gift of God. Not by works, salvation, so that anyone can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. You're God's masterpiece. I mean, you're not just a draft. You're a masterpiece. It's like as if Michelangelo himself drew you and sculpted you. You're a masterpiece that God has for you. And he says he's got good works for you that were prepared in advance. God knows who we are. He knows what we're capable of. We're all given different gifts. He's prepared things for you to do in advance. He's prepared people for you to meet in advance. How many times have you met someone and you thought, this is crazy. This could only be God. How could I have gotten here? How could I have done this? Why am I connected with this person? And once you get through that, and they may want you to do something, because they may need something, and you do it, and you look back and say, that had to be God. Well, let me tell you, it is. Don't be afraid, and don't be surprised. You're God's handiwork, and you were made for to do things that he has put in place for you in advance. Yeah. Second Corinthians says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you'll have new things to do with your new life. 
You have had old things to do that you did with your old life. And I suspect many of us, once we got under the conviction of the Lord, not convicted your bad, no, convincing us that we need to change in our lives. And there's some time in there, some place in there that you say, yeah, man, I'm a, I can't act like that anymore. I can't believe like that anymore. I, I'm a changed person. I'm new. I'm a new creation. And the more that God gets in your heart and the more you will let him in your heart, the more the things that will be pushed out that are not of God. James says this also. Do you, not, do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? I'm coming to works. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works of faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed in God and it was accounted for him righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not only by faith. God told Abraham, leave your country, go where I'm going to show you. And he did. He had faith in God. He didn't know where he was going. He stepped out. He went to Haran and God says, you're not there yet. Keep moving. God said to him, you're going to have a son. Well, but I'm a hundred years old. You're going to have a son. And when he had a son, God says, take him to the mountain. I want everything, Abraham. I, I want it all. I want every part of you. And Abraham obeyed. Took him to the mountain. Was going to sacrifice him. And God called out at the last moment. Provided a sacrifice. Look. God wants your faith mixed with your work. If you got a special kind of blower or chainsaw or weed eater, it uses a gas that you need to put something with it to mix it for it to operate properly. If you don't, it'll tear up the machine and you won't get any use out of it. I want you to know that you've got faith. God gave you faith when you gave your life to Jesus Christ. And he wants you to pour in some works with it. The lesson we can draw from Abraham's life is not a comparison between his sacrifices and ours. We can't expect that in one way or another. Our faith will have to grow from internal trust to external action. Eventually, like Abraham, we too will have to answer the question, do I really trust God? And this is where we get to. Your faith in Jesus is demonstrated by outward works, how he reveals how we believe. And if our faith doesn't produce a change, then it's just head faith. And I'll tell you, just head faith is dead faith. Henry Blackaby said this, God's invitation for you to work with him always 
always lead you to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. Head faith is dead faith. And if you want faith that's alive, if you have the characteristics of a dead faith, it's a, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. Someone may say, well, I need help with this. Can you help me? A brother or a sister. No, you'll, you'll figure it out. Or they call you need prayer right then. They're at a crisis. See, the main point is for faith to be alive, you, you've got to activate it. You, you've got to turn it on. Belief is seeing that you have a chair that you're sitting in today and it's okay to sit in it. Faith in action is sitting in the chair. You've got to do. Faith on a shelf, it really looks good. Dressed up, all nice, looks beautiful. That's faith on a shelf. And you've got to get it off the shelf. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Colossians 2, 6 says this. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him. Progress in him. Live your life so he regulates it. And how will you know? How will you know? You'll know this. Matthew 7, 20 says, Therefore, by the fruits, you'll know them. Jesus was talking about false prophets at the time. They may say one thing and produce another. You'll easily see them by the fruit. You know, and you can tell those that have faith or don't have faith. James 2, 17 says this, Thus also faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, it's dead. So, so what do you do? How do you know if your faith is dead or alive? And if you want it to be alive, what do you do? Pastor Ramona mentioned this this morning. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. The first part of the verse A. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? There was this story that Jesus gave his disciples. And he was talking with them. And he was telling them the way, and he was talking about the separating of the sheep and the goats. And he said, look, when I was in prison, you fed me. When I was sick, you visited me. When I did this, you did that. When I did this, you did that. And the disciples said, well, when did we do that? When was that? And he said this, truly, I tell you this, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did for me. So what do I do? Look around. Start at home. Start at home. Amen. It's a safe place. You don't have to throw it all out there.
Start at home. Look around. Look and see where you can put your faith to work. Maybe it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's just some time with someone at your home that needs more time of you. How about your church? We're safe here. Almost everybody knows somebody. Is there something here, someone here, that you can put your faith, the faith, the measure of faith that God gave you, and help them? It may just be a small thing. Helping someone, giving them something, asking if you can be, taking the garbage out. Those around you, those at your work, you don't have to be a quote unquote Bible thumper. You'll know them by your fruits. God's love brings people to repentance. Try it at your work. And your workplace can be where you're not supposed to say anything about God. You don't have to. You can just act. And there may be someone that needs something. And they can never, ever pay you back. And I'm not talking about money. They need help. And they've come to you. And again, it could be money, but it's not necessarily money. They can never repay you. Faith without works is a dead faith. Your life should be changed after you know Jesus Christ. You have the power through faith to change others. This week, drop the pebble in that first little ripple. Just get in it and ask God. God, where can I help someone this week? Where can I put my faith at work? A crisis of belief, Henry said. Here's an image of a tree. On the one side is faith with, and it's all green. On the other side is outworks, faith with, faith with outworks. Take a small step. Take the first step. Look around. Someone needs your experience. Someone needs your love. Someone needs your attention. Someone needs your knowledge. Someone needs your maturity. Someone needs your assistance. Someone just wants to talk to someone. Someone needs your ear. They may need food. They may need shelter. Dear Lord, today, I thank you for those here. Lord, I Speak an activating faith to anyone that can hear my voice. That we can activate our faith and begin to mix works with it.
Father, I thank you for you creating us as your masterpiece. And Father, we ask for your help in creating other masterpieces. Father, help us look at ourselves deep within to check our heart. And Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 This is Pastor Louis. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.